Heyo! Welcome to Build to Be You. My name is Michaela, and I am so pumped that you're here. I made this podcast so you can uncover what it means to be you and learn how you can fully step into your potential while trying to navigate your 20s, overcoming previous failures, learning to face your fears, dance with your emotions, and take messy action in order to build and become the best you. You can expect a little bit of mixed up love and a whole lot of real talk. But let me just say, this journey is so much more fun with the bestie. So buckle up and let's do it together. Welcome back to this week's Built to Be You episode and the part three of three in this self-sabotage series. Today, we're going to be talking all about relationships. And when you think about relationships, you might be thinking like intimate relationships, boyfriends, girlfriends, significant others, but relationships are simply just connections. They're found, they're foundational in the building blocks to you as a human, right? You have connections and people that you interact with every single day. So it's really important that we do spend this time talking about how self-sabotage might be creeping into your relationships. And I've gotten so much positive feedback from these episodes and this series. And you know, sometimes you just hear something and it hits you at the moments when you didn't know you needed them. And that's definitely been these episodes for you. So thank you for being here. And I just want to be fully transparent. And if you didn't already know this, this podcast, this space is not and will never be like, hey, look at me. I have it all figured out. I am growing and evolving right alongside with you. I'm a 25-year-old gal who's just trying to figure out how to human the best way that I can and sharing with you along the ride things that I'm learning, things that I'm struggling, and hopes to normalize that feeling of, am I broken? Am I doing this wrong? You know, is it a me problem or is it a them problem? And today I want to talk about, again, self-sabotage and relationships. And these aren't just intimate relationships, but also personal work or any other relationships that you have in your life. And relationships, I will be completely honest with you, as always, are not necessarily my strong suit. It's something that I've identified as a weakness when it comes to, you know, letting relationships play a role in my life that maybe they don't necessarily deserve, not showing up to relationships in a way that is productive or conducive for growth in that relationship, you know, allowing time and energy to people who maybe don't necessarily like deserve them or who aren't necessarily helping me grow at the level that I want. So that means I need to create a little bit of space with them. And relationships can be sticky. It can be hard, especially if you're somebody who, like me, you're a people pleaser by nature, right? Or that's at least the words that you use. I have been called out many times by my therapist to say, quit calling yourself a people pleaser because then you're going to fall into those tendencies. So I try to steer away from that and acknowledge, you know, what's really at the root of this relationship. How is this relationship serving me or how is this connection serving me? And I've been allowing myself to get rid of calendar activities, calls that were booked, appointments that were scheduled in order to spend more time with the people in my life who have meaningful connections. I've been allowing myself to be more vulnerable and honest in conversations. Again, I've been being more careful and conscious of who I choose to share my dreams and energy with. Which, side note, if you have not yet listened to last week's guest episode on Friday with Dr. Morgan, go do that now. It was so juicy. Everything that I listened to, I was like, back 30, back 30, back 30. She talks all about navigating relationships in your 20s, you know, just how to hot up conversations and connection and doing that deep inner work to realize that, like, you are the problem, but also the solution. And that's such a freeing subject that we talk about a lot in this podcast. 
But let's dive into today's episode and get to the juice of what we are talking about. So just as a quick recap, Google says the definition of self-sabotage is undermining your success despite your own wishes, dreams, or values. And this can show up in your relationships quite a few different ways. But I want to start with this point first because it really just like hits home and hits the ground running and it gets really honest really quick. And I think that's important. And that is that loneliness is oftentimes a choice. Deciding to self-isolate or not ask for help or to tell yourself there's nobody there, nobody around you that wants to support you or, you know, there's nobody willing to help you. I can guarantee right now, if you push pause in this episode and you think about even just one person who would be there to support you, you could think of one. But chances are that you might not be asking them for help. And there are people around you who want to help you, who want to support you, who want to love you, who want to be there for you, who want to see you win, who are rooting for you all the time. But you self-sabotage by putting up these walls, by telling yourself that there's no other option but to do it alone. And I saw this reel one day. It hit me so hard. And it was along the lines of like, she's fiercely independent and willing to allow others in. You know, really learning how to let two worlds coexist. That if you're the woman who's like, oh my gosh, I'm so independent, like I-N-D-E, you know that song? If you are that woman who's telling yourself, like, I'm independent, I don't need no man, I got this all figured out, or, you know, I don't need to ask my family for help, I don't need to ask my friends for help, I always, I've, I've always figured it out on my own, so I will continue to do so, right? And a lot of times this comes from trauma, past trauma, you know, as you were growing up, For example, I'll use myself for an example because this is something that I have realized, you know, coming from a family of divorced parents at a very young age where I was bouncing back and forth between households. My parents were working their tails off to provide a roof for me and my brother, food on the table every single night. I learned how to do laundry at the age of like, I don't even know, probably 10. And ever since then, like I've always just done my own laundry. And so it's like this self-fulfilling prophecy of like, you know, well, I was taught to do it on my own. So I'm just going to continue to do it on my own. And I've learned that this has bled into other areas of my life. And so I really have to slow down, right? Like in certain moments and ask myself, like, am I just pushing other people away because I think that I have to do it alone or because I keep telling myself that I know how to do it alone. So I don't need to accept that help. And then I realized that, you know, loneliness, Loneliness is a choice. I'm self-sabotaging my relationships by pushing them away because I think that I have to be independent. And maybe you can see yourself in that scenario, in that story. But there's another example that you can see yourself through in that. And it's really important to just slow down and ask yourself, when you tell yourself, I'm at it alone, I'm going at this alone, I'm all by myself, are you really alone or are you self-isolating? And I do think there's a difference of loneliness and being alone. And I think there is a lot of power in learning how to own that independence and honor that independence. But you can also let that independence coexist with asking for help and knowing that there's people around you that want to support you and allowing them to support you. That's a huge part of that is not just the knowing, but the actual action of letting those walls down and letting that self-sabotaging behavior of I have to do it all by myself because that's what I've always done and acknowledging the people that are around there, around you waiting to support you and lift you up. And with that being said, you have to voice how you need support. You can't ever assume 
that other people know, whether this is at work, in a friendship, in a relationship, you can't assume that somebody else knows what it is that you need if you've never told them. And I think about this in my own life with marathon training. There's a lot of non-runners in my life who they have absolutely zero clue how to support a runner. And it requires me being like, hey, I have a really big run coming up this weekend. Can you support me and, you know, sticking to my nutrition plan? Or can you support me in making sure that I get to bed on time? Or can you support me by texting me the day of my big run and cheering me on, send me some words of encouragement. And that's just a very small example. Maybe take this at work, you know, if you are somebody who you're precepting for a new grad nurse position and you're somebody who learns really well by doing, you're a hands-on person, you're not like a vocalize or verbalize talk through type of person, you know, telling your preceptor or the person who's orienting you, hey, this is how I learned best. Can we do more of this? Maybe you're somebody who needs words of encouragement or positive validation, telling them that and being transparent like, hey, I like to be reminded sometimes that I'm doing a good job or these are the things that I'm doing well if you need that positive reinforcement. And by assuming that you know other people how to support you without you ever telling them, you kind of just set yourself up for disappointment to completely honest, to, to be completely honest because by you just assuming and them not following through with your assumption because they didn't know your assumption existed in the first place, then you're both standing here angry, irritated, and you're like, well, this isn't working out. And it's like, but what's not working out? Because you never said what we were working on, right? So it's really important to be transparent. And at first, it might be uncomfortable to be like, hey, this is how I need supported. But then you'll realize that the people around you, again, are more than willing to jump in and show you that support in the way that you need it. You just have to get out of your own damn way, check your ego at the door, and learn that it's okay to ask for that. And We're gonna kind of make a transition here and talk about the power of proximity and how outgrowing relationships might be uncomfortable and kind of acknowledging and realizing when it's time to maybe move on. And let's talk about the first part of this first, of not underestimating the power of proximity. When you think about the goals that you're working towards and the dreams that you desire and the things that are on your heart, what version of you does that require? Does it require the version that stays up till 2 a.m., you know, orders takeout every single night, eats fast food every single shift, you know, or does it require a version of you that meal preps, that goes to bed at eight o'clock, that gets up a little bit earlier than most, that prioritizes her health? Whatever goals it is that you're working towards, what version of you does that require? Now look at the people around you. Are they being the representation of the people who are going to help you get closer to that goal? And I think about, think about back when I was in network marketing, there would be a group of us that would get on Zoom to do work hours all of the time. And my productivity and my intention and my energy and my fire and my passion burned 10 times brighter when I was on that Zoom meeting because of the people that were in that environment with me. Even if it wasn't a physical environment, I was there virtually and I could feel the energy. I could see the grind. I could see the passion in their voices and the conviction of what it is they were working towards. And that was when I realized the power of proximity. Being around people who are at or above the level of where you want to be. If you're hanging out with the 2 a.m. bar closers and your job is to create a 5 a.m. pre-shift routine, is that really going to serve you? And so 
it's important to acknowledge that by staying and consistently plugging into groups and communities that are living less than you want to or not going after things that you want to, it might be your own form of self-sabotage by holding you back from your dreams and your desires. And with that comes the hard truth of you're going to have to grow and evolve out of relationships. And in your 20s, this can be hard pill to swallow. Maybe you have relationships and friendships that have been around for years. Even if you're out like outgrown past your 20s and your 30s and your 40s and beyond, you can probably think of relationships and friendships that you've been holding on to for a really long time. Whether you stay in touch every single day or not, that person has impacted and played a role in who you are as a human today because every connection molds and shapes who you're becoming. And so it's really important to be aware of how those people are impacting you. And sometimes if you look at that proximity circle and you're like, man, these people aren't serving me. They're actually holding me back. You know, they're not cheering me on. They're not supporting me in the way that I need supported. They're not, you know, engaging or plugging into the routines and habits that I necessarily need to in order to achieve that dream or to achieve that goal. It's okay to create distance or space between you and those people. It's okay to outgrow them. And it's not your job to drag people along with you. It's your job to be so incredibly invested in your journey and your growth that you don't have time to drag people along, that you're not worried about dragging people along because you know that you are going to get in that room. You're going to be in proximity with those people who are going to help you get there. And I can think back to a very specific group when I was in college who I always hung around with. You know, we studied together, we worked out together, we went to the bars together, we went to football games together, we did everything together. And it was a great group of people. And I started to become more invested in what I was doing with network marketing and really prioritizing my health and thinking about moving here to North Carolina, which is where I currently live. And I outgrew a lot of those relationships. And at first it was really uncomfortable. I had that feeling of being alone. I was like, well, if they're not going to come with me, then who is? And you know what? There was plenty of people waiting for me to grow into that next proximity circle who are willing to keep operating and growing at the level that I was growing at. And again, it's going to be uncomfortable, especially if those relationships are something that you really hold on to or something that you really love. It's not that you can't ever talk to them again. It just means you have to be a little bit more mindful of the time and energy and the dreams that you share with them and really take account for how they are playing a role and where it is that you're going. And if you're okay with continuing to go with that same crew or if it's time for you to find a new crew. And I will say this till I'm blue in the face, the power of social media, man. I will be completely honest with you in saying that 80% of my friends as an adult now are from social media because I think it's such a beautiful place to create that proximity circle and to create connections with people who have the same hobbies, who have the same interests. And I moved to the state of North Carolina when there was a pandemic. Actually, I moved here like two weeks before the pandemic. And so everything shut down. And I was like, okay, well, not only am I living in a state a thousand miles away from everybody that I love, know, like, and trust, but I also have no friends here. (laughs) Great. So I was like, what do I do? And you know what I did? I got on social media, I searched the like geotag location of where I moved to and I started messaging people. I was like, hey, you're a nurse 
I'm a nurse too. I work at this hospital. Where do you work? How long have you been a nurse for? What do you like to do outside of work? You know, kind of like speed dating, but not. And you're like, some of you might be listening to this and like, Michaela, that makes me cringe. I'm not sliding into the DMs of any random stranger. And I'm just saying, don't knock it till you try it. And I think that's one example that the power of social media and how positive it can be in creating relationships and connections. And again, don't knock it till you try it. But with that being said, you just have to get out there and find your people and know that not everybody is going to be your cup of tea. Not every connection that you have is going to be an A plus one. And that's okay. There might be people in your life who you can just simply tolerate. And there's also going to be people in your life who you just like want to squeeze to death because you freaking love them so incredibly much. And I think it's important and this should go without saying that you have to protect your peace and your energy above all else, always. So if there's somebody in your life, a connection or relationship that you have that is absolutely soul-sucking, please, please create distance between you and that person or those people. And know that there is people out there who are waiting for you to grow into their community. And as always, if you don't see it being represented, be the representation. Is there a group of people or a community that you wish that you had in your local area? Do you, for example, I really wanted to find more nurses to run with. So you know what I did? I went out and made, I made, I made a, um, North Carolina Triangle Area Nurses running Facebook group. And now I'm plugged in with like over a dozen nurses who also run who live local to me. And that's just one example of how you can create that community and taking the matters into your own hands, right? If you don't have the community or the people that you yet want, then go out there and make it. There is people out there who will join. I can guarantee it. But know that loneliness is oftentimes a choice. There are people around you who are absolutely willing to support you. You just have to voice how you need supported and never assume that they know. And don't underestimate the power of proximity and getting in the room and making the connections with the people who are at or above the level that you want to be at. And my friend, you will 110% grow and evolve out of relationships and friendships and connections and work environments. And that's okay. You don't have to hold on to a relationship based on the time or the amount of years you've known that person. You hold on to relationships when they make you feel good. You hold on to connections when they support you and they help you grow and evolve into that version of you that you're working on becoming. Before you go, I just wanted to let you know that I am so dang grateful that we are now on this journey through uncovering what it means to be you together. If you love this episode, make sure you share it with your friend or better yet, share it on social media and tag me so that way I know. Until next time, chat soon. 